0: Hello, kind friends and neighbors. Welcome once again to another session of OBW Talks where we, who are OBW, talk and talk some more. We're going to talk about Ruth chapter three. And I want to say to everybody, thank you for your cards and letters. I think I got one. I think think Jerry may have got one and a half and Tim may have even gotten two. But we were sick as the proverbial dogs. I know I was and we couldn't we couldn't broadcast live last Wednesday but brother Mark, did you put up a mark Quarles? Did you, that yeah, you did yeah yeah from uh, July of 2021 Wow, that's a long time ago. <clears throat> yeah and uh I hope everybody enjoyed that and we hope that you enjoyed tonight's study with us now as we say i'll continue to say it it's like a broken record we are just talking scriptures the four the one two three the four of us just like we were at someone's house and we were sitting at a supper table and we're just talking scriptures this is not intended to be a bible study for anyone it's just meant to be an opportunity to, to listen in on the four of us talk about the scriptures that we are studying and in this particular case, as I said, it's root three. So don't use this or don't even think about this as a replacement for your own personal Bible study. If anything, we, we pray that this will help you in your studies. And if it does, you know who to give the thanks to. It and go to us, it goes to the Lord. And if we say something or we come across a point that doesn't sit right with you, then just pray for us and uh cast a mantle of charity over us. We are really trying as hard as we can to say what's right as the Lord has given us the ability to see whatever it is that we see with whatever scripture, but we have a big chapter today, this evening, Ruth chapter three. I thought chapter two was a was a wonderful chapter to study, <clears throat> but now we really get into the solution to the problems. And uh, it all wraps up, of course, in the final chapter, the fourth chapter. But the third chapter is when decisions are made and then the action on those decisions comes in chapter four. But some some decisions are made that are really important. And I think there's some good applications for us today. We'll find out. Well, so before we begin and, and hand it over to our beloved <clears throat> Elder Mark Daniel Wright. Is it snowing up there, Brother Mark? <clears throat> no. Okay. No, the Not sky is brown. Oh,
1: yeah, we've had wind all day. Sorry.
0: To all you West Texans out there, this is the best time just to sit down, get a <laughs> glass of tea and or a cup of coffee, and just listen along with us. We're going to have Elder Hugh Timothy Montgomery open us, open up with prayer, then Brother Elder Mark Daniel Rao will commence with the level set he's going to do his dead level best to do his best level set and then somewhere along the line brother qt and brother jerry g i don't know what the G is for will jump in there and all mayhem will ensue right so uh all seriousness aside brother tim lead us in a word
2: of prayer if you bow with me Most gracious Heavenly Father, dear Lord, we thank you so much for the blessings of this day and for thy watch care over us each and every day of our life. We thank you, dear Lord, for uh, the opportunity to meet together in this forum to discuss thy word. Father, we humbly pray for your Holy Spirit to guide our words tonight, our thoughts and our, our discussions, that they would certainly be according to the truth of thy word and would also be... Uh, said in a very humble and spiritual way. And Father, may this study be uh, a blessing to, to us and to all those that are listening. We just thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for uh, the comfort and the, and the instruction that it provides for us in our daily walk. And again, Father, please guide us through our discussions tonight. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.
0: Amen. Brother Mark, taketh it away.
1: Thank you, Brother Mike. Uh, Yeah, so tonight's a little bit different on the level set. Number one, we're not reading all 18 verses of the third chapter. Lots of verses to read. Um, Hopefully you've read them or you're reading them right now um in the level set because we want to cover the entire chapter i've i've tried to condense this um and you might think wow that's really condensed but hopefully it'll make sense uh when we're done so ruth chapter 3 <clears throat> verse 1 i will read verse 1 and i'm going to read verse 18 chapter 3 verse 1 then naomi her mother-in-law said unto her, my daughter, shall I not seek rest for thee that it may be well with thee? So the closing of the second chapter, it says that Ruth continued in the field of Boaz through the end of the barley harvest and the end of the wheat harvest. Is that correct? I think that's, I got the two harvests there. So a significant amount of time has passed since, I would say the beginning of chapter two all the way to the end of chapter three, uh, end of chapter two. Now, in the beginning of chapter three, <clears throat> Naomi is going to get what well, we might say. She's going to set things in motion. Um, so she's going to explain to Ruth what she needs to do. Uh, she is her statement. I shall not shall I not seek rest for thee that it may be well with thee is is her confession to Ruth I'm going to do everything in my power to do everything that's needed to give you the rest that you need. So that's it's a beautiful statement of commitment if you will from Naomi um to Ruth. <clears throat> Ruth also <clears throat> excuse me Ruth also in the entirety of the second chapter and all the things that she did for Naomi is an indicator of Ruth's commitment to Naomi, her mother-in-law. Um, she lets Naomi know whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do. Um, you know, that's, that's not only a, a level of commitment, it's, a, it's what I would consider to be the ultimate level of trust as well, right? You tell me to do it, I'm going to do it. Now, there were some things that Naomi <clears throat> was going to tell her in, in you know, the ensuing verses that I'm of a mind that Ruth really probably didn't understand a lot of what, I don't think she was completely blind ignorant. And I think there was a lot of things that, Ru- that Naomi was telling Ruth to do that Ruth didn't really understand. Maybe she didn't know the history behind it. She didn't know the reason why particular things were asked of. But she had already committed herself to Naomi to just do whatever Naomi said. And Naomi has testified that she committed herself to Ruth. <coughs> uh, this, this, shall I not seek rest for thee? So, thanks to Brother Mike Montgomery and him pointing this out to me and, and the Bible software that we use. There's a dictionary called Ancient Hebrew, and I absolutely love it, Brother Mike. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I shall I not seek rest for thee. The, the term seek rest in Ancient Hebrew If you put it together, it means it's as it is as a shepherd guiding his flock to the place where they can rest. So Naomi says, shall I not seek rest for thee that it may be well with thee? And she is literally actually saying, I'm going to do everything I can to guide you to the place where you'll be at rest. Um. Man, that gives me chill bumps to think about Naomi saying, you follow me. I'm going to do everything I can. And the end result, at least in Naomi's mind, would be rest for Rue. You know, Naomi tends to gain from what's taking place and what potentially would take place, right? Um but I don't see any indicators, and you, brethren, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't see any indicators in Scripture that say anything about Naomi doing what she's doing for herself. All the Scripture I see talks about Naomi doing what she's doing for Ruth. So, yeah, we know Naomi has, has something to gain, but the Bible is silent on that. It's silent until the gain is had, right, in the fourth chapter. It's silent on that. I'm of the belief that Naomi, her love for Ruth was to the extent that regardless of her own self, she wanted to do right by Ruth. Had several verses come to mind, Philippians 2 and 3, let nothing... Be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. That's what Naomi was doing for Ruth. And it's what Ruth was doing for Naomi, right? But the the whole point in the third chapter is Naomi putting somebody else, her beloved daughter, I know it's daughter-in-law, but she refers to her as daughter and so will I. She puts her concern and care above her own, right? That's New Testament Philippians. That's what Paul tells us to do. We should be doing, we should be acting like Naomi here, right? But uh, first Timothy chapter five, verse eight, but if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. That's the apostle Paul's words, right? (laughs) He's denied the faith and he's worse, worse than an infidel. Paul says, if we don't take care of one another, and especially those of our own house, then we're worse than an infidel and we've denied the faith. Ouch. As we have, therefore, where am I, brother Mike? Galatians, right? Galatians chapter six, verse 10. As we have, therefore, opportunity. Let us do good unto all men, especially to those of the household of faith. When I was reading this these sets, this group of verses, these the group of verses in Ruth chapter three, these three verses from the New Testament just popped out at me. Esteem other better than ourselves. Do right by uh, those that we love and especially of our house. And as we have opportunity, so when every opportunity, every time, do good unto all men, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Now, the guys made fun of me here. So that's the first verse. And then in the middle, I have verse 2 through 17 and one paragraph. All right, now I'm doing this out of love for these brethren because I don't want to be the only one talking tonight. If I cover every verse, I'm going to be the only one talking tonight. And I i don't want to do that. We're not going to do that. So <clears throat> let me just, you know what? Let me just pull a couple of points out of this paragraph from verses 2 to 17. Number one, Ruth comes to Boaz at night. And might we all agree that there are no ill-conceived intentions happening here? right? This isn't, this isn't anything wrong. This isn't anything bad. This is a mother guiding her daughter to do what she needs to do to show the man that she loves that she loves him and that she requires something of him. Her heart's filled with love. Her heart's filled with devotion. The experience that night was Ruth showing her love to Boaz, laying her head at his feet, and begging him to cover her head uh, with his robe. Uh, And like he's done so many times already, Boaz showed Ruth his love. He tells her how blessed she is for following her heart in in all of this matter, and that he will do all that she requires so that they can be together. So Naomi already explained it all and said, here's what you got to do. Remember we talked about Ruth, uh, through the eyes of Ruth, she's learning, she's experiencing, but she's letting her heart guide her, right? And put it, Let's put it this way. She is using and applying her faith in her life to do that, which she believes is the right thing to do following after God's own heart, seeking out a husband in the way that he should be sought out. And she has received blessing, untold blessing on top of another, uh, in her experience in her life. Remember the verse Hebrews 11 and six, right? It's impossible to please God if we don't believe God and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Right. Um, We all know there's a kinsman in between Boaz and Naomi, right? Or between Boaz and Elimelech. There's a nearer kinsman, right? That has to be dealt with. So he tells her, he sends her once again, Boaz sends Ruth back home, not empty handed. Uh, You'll have to look at the verse. I didn't write it down of what he sends her back home with. And once again, it's a message. It's a, it's a gift of love to Ruth and Naomi, but it's also a message to Naomi, right? Remember when he sent her back that first time in chapter two, he's sending Naomi a message. I know who this woman is, and I know who you are. Now he's sending her back again saying, I still know who this woman is. Now I want you to know what I'm ready to do for her. Now, verse 18. Let's jump to the end. Okay, we got time. Verse 18. Okay, can I read verse 1 again real quick? Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said unto her, My daughter, shall I not seek rest for thee, that it may be well with thee? Now keep that in mind. Remember, seek rest. It's like a shepherd guiding his flock to a place of final rest. Verse 18. Then said she, so Naomi speaking again, sit still, my daughter, until thou know how the matter will fall. For the man will not be in rest until he have finished the thing this day. So he tells, she tells Ruth at the beginning, I'm going to seek rest for you. Then in the end of the chapter, she says, he won't be at rest. In other words, he won't sit, he won't stop, he won't pause. He's going to do everything within his power without stopping. And when he's done, then it's, we're going to know how the matter has fallen. One, it's in other words, it's going to come out one way or the other, right? But he won't be here rest. <coughs> she says to Ruth, I won't rest. And then she tells Boaz, tells Boaz Ruth and Boaz won't rest either. Man, how good is this? Ruth has got everybody in her corner. She's got her mother-in-law. She's got the man that she loves. And she's being told there's not going to be anybody at rest until we do everything within our power to give you the rest that God will bless you with for being a good and faithful servant in the Lord. So he wasn't going to stop, right? I wrote here a uh, double wow, double wow. Two people that said they won't be at rest until Ruth finds her rest. So Boaz wasn't going to stop until he did what he needed to do. Naomi told Ruth, just sit still until we see how this matter falls. Naomi is telling Ruth there's nothing to be done other than wait and see how it all plays yeah. out. You ever been in a spot like that? You know, yeah. I mean, you're, I'm like sitting on my hands thinking, oh, or, 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 or how is this going to play out? What's going to happen yeah. here? I, I perceive in her faithful walk thus far that Naomi's not, I'm sorry, that Ruth's not biting her fingernails. She's not bouncing her knees. She's not sitting on her hands. I think she is. <laughs> still and praying for the matter to fall as the Lord would have the matter to fall. This is one verse. Y'all may not. Well, let me just say it. This is one verse that I feel now. I understand the second chapter. I think there's some beautiful pictures to be drawn of the church, right? New Testament church field of Boaz, gleaning, all of that. Uh, you know, you got to be careful in chapter four in carrying a type or shadow too far with Boaz because there's, that was a different redemption, wasn't it? Oh, I'm yeah. getting chapter four, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but right here, the man will not be at rest <clears throat> until he had finished the thing this day. If you want to pick a verse out of the book of Ruth, yeah. And say, that's a beautiful type of Christ. Hmm. Chapter 3, verse 18 is that verse. He will not be it yeah. last until, until he have finished the thing this day. That's a beautiful picture of the work that Christ undertook and finished, by the way, <laughs> for his bride. Right? So... Let me give you a couple of verses here. One's Isaiah chapter 50, verse 7. Man, I like this verse, right? For the Lord God will help me. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. He's not going to stop until yeah. the work's finished. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. The Lord didn't stop
3: no. until the
1: work was finished. Amen. Amen. Now is my soul troubled. Here's the words from Jesus Christ Himself in John chapter 12. Mm-hmm. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause came I unto this hour. Brothers and sisters, what a beautiful picture of the Lord in Boaz and, and out of Naomi's words. He's not going to stop. Mm. He's not going to stop until he's finished with what he's got to do. I'm telling you what the beauty that unfolds in chapter two is amazing, but the beauty that unfolds in chapter three, just, uh, is so much more amazing. And just to give you a little hint, the beauty that unfolds in chapter four is the pinnacle of the beauty found in Ruth. But again, I gotta stop going to chapter four. These guys are gonna get mad at and get mad at me and yell at me. Anyway, so that's a very rough level set of the third chapter, really the first and the last verse. But uh hopefully it makes a little sense. Now I want these guys to take off and everything else.
0: Go everything on. else.
1: Wow. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. Oh. You,
0: you covered the bases, man. I hope everybody listens to this. Again, wonderful level set, brother Mark. Oh, outstanding, wonderful. Now, the the tricky <coughs> question right now, and the difficult one, is which of these two from the gallery cannot wait five ten.
4: Okay. <coughs> he, can beat you both, Jerry. he There's beat you. three of us that haven't said anything yet. Uh, the only thing I'm going to say, Mark, your clothes. Uh, your level set those last two verses uh, I, I love your double wow I'm gonna add a, a little descriptive that's a knee bouncing double wow but yeah, there you
3: go there you go
4: <laughs> oh my it is impossible to not just launch out into yeah. into the the person of Christ yeah uh with those remarks amen 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 what a, well, what a beautiful level set that, that was. Well, are you going to cut
0: in front of Brother Tim since he raised his
4: hand, Brother Jerry? Or
0: are
2: no, you on, I'm not. You're not going to raise it you're – No, I was pointing at him. I wasn't raising oh, my hand. Oh, oh I, I was pointing it's Brady at Jerry. It's
4: Brady
2: he's up there. That's right. He's up
4: there. Yeah. So I, so I,
2: was I, I was not raising him. my hand. I would say, Jerry, <laughs> <laughs> in fact, he's already started. Let him keep going. Yeah, oh, keep Jerry. going. <laughs> Jerry, you, well, you, you're I mean, bound to have something
4: else. Come on, man. I'll just make one, uh, no, add, add make, one point, make one on a a, it's a tie on to what Mark said. <laughs> Brother Mark, I'm really glad that you spoke of, um, through the eyes of Naomi, uh, relative to the benefit extended unto Ruth yeah. in, in the whole third chapter. Yeah, He's the center piece yes. of this. And I really um, am thankful that you elevated that thought. Guys, tell me if I'm wrong about this. If I understand um, the the law of redemption, this type of redemption that's under consideration in the Book of Ruth, Naomi would have been lawful in approaching Boaz herself. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, She she was a wife. Mm -hmm. And um, Boaz is a near kinsman unto her as well. Naomi did not do that. Naomi did not do that. And I think that's an interesting thought because um, when you look at verse 2, well, first of all, look at verse 1 real quick. Brother Mark, you read this. And, and yeah, we're all indebted to Brother Mike for the ancient Hebrew, yada, yada. We've we've said (laughs) it enough. We love you. We're thankful for it. Bless your heart. Um, I love it too, brother. (laughs) And not only does the I've got another one I want to tell you guys about, but I'm not
3: going
4: to do it. Now. No, please do because this one's a jewel, man. <laughs> uh, th- the rest that you uh, you set forth there. Look at the the pictograph and the ancient Hebrew of the word well. Uh, that it may be well with the mm. the, the pictograph mm. is a basket and, and a tent or a house, and the narrative is surrounding the house. This is a place for the mark, like you said, a shepherd leading. To a place of rest? Well, the well that Naomi's speaking of is that Ruth in a foreign land amongst strangers would have a peaceful and restful abode. That's good. Uh, The house that's surrounded by grace and beauty and love and health and prosperity. That was Naomi's desire for Ruth. And then in verse two, Naomi uses sound reasoning She knew that Boaz was a near kinsman. Um, And so she uses sound reasoning as she gives what I I believe, certainly in verse three, is loving instruction to Ruth, heartfelt instruction. She wanted Ruth to present herself at the very best that she could present herself, anoint herself, uh, adorn herself, Uh, Interestingly, uh, Gill supposes that the adorning of of raiment is the putting off of the widow's raiment. Uh, You know, that's that's Gill's supposing. And and, and maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. But Ruth certainly would have been entitled to wear widow's raiment. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. she was she was a widow. Uh, Naomi just she's behaving in such a way that the the estate of Ruth is utmost on her mind and and she is not I don't see anywhere and you said it, Brother Mark. I don't see anywhere where Naomi has got herself slid in to the narrative. It's all yeah. about Ruth, yeah, I think that's a that's an important point in in this. I know we've been trying to, from the outset, look at things through the eyes of of Ruth and and we should still do that Um, because, yeah, she trusted Naomi implicitly um, and she did everything that she told her to do without hesitation. Um, That that speaks for her love of Naomi and her trust and respect for her. But I also think it's important to look at it from Naomi's perspective, too. And I'm glad you raised that point, brother. Go, guys brother Tim
2: he just he just barely scratched the surface <laughs> i know what was
4: that i mean that was good but it was like it was fine like uh, it's hard to stop we missed last okay. week it's hard to we're going for 2 hours tonight right <laughs> you just scare everybody uh, we yeah, want, yeah everybody's going to drop 50
2: viewers to 1 and that <laughs> one person is one of our family <laughs> go ahead I will do the same. I, I, I will kind of talk about a few verses and then Mike, you jump in and then we'll go maybe four or five verses more. And, and <clears throat> cause I don't, if I go through every verse, y'all, y'all will get really sick of hearing me talk.
0: I'm going <clears> to <throat> I don't want to get sick. You.
2: <clears throat> no, you already sick. all right, Mark, besides verse 18. All right. That's on a whole different level. Agreed. And, I want to talk about that one at the end when we get to the verse 18. But besides verse 18, I think the best thing you said to me, uh, and and it's really very, very simple, but the the thing that made so much sense to me and is so important in your level set was your very first statement. Now Naomi puts things in motion. I think that's exactly what she's
3: doing.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, You know, this is, we we could see it certainly in chapter two, but now I think I think over time we don't know how much time has has passed between two and th- chapter two and chapter three. But to me, it, it feels obvious that this is definitely a love story, and I think Naomi, based on Ruth's accounts or recounts of of every day, you know, we we only hear about the very first day and and and. You know, very little, but she's going every day, correct, to glean. And oh, yeah. So she's coming back home every evening. And there may, I don't know if there's daily interaction with Boaz every day, but I would assume there's some interaction during, you know, if maybe not every day. But and so I, I think, I think truly Naomi realizes Ruth has fallen in love. And based on her recounts of the activities that, I think she realizes too that Boaz is in love. Now, certainly you have this law of redemption. You said everyone was in Ruth's corner, Naomi, ba- Boaz, even the laws in her corner, right? So, <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, except for this one little glitch that there's a near kinsman. Yeah, there's yeah, one fellow
1: there, in one corner, but that's, all right. that's yeah. all right. It all worked out. Well,
2: that's no, that. actually, he was in her corner. Oh, yeah, I guess you could say that. He he didn't he didn't he didn't take her up on it. So. And you know, on that word rest, that was so beautiful what you said. In in addition to that, uh, you know, Brown's driver Briggs uses this definition, repose of soul. I like that.
1: Say it again, Tim. I didn't get the first part.
2: Repose, repose. Of, of soul. Yes. yes. He, they also go and, and continue on in their definis, definition, saying it's a it's a condition of rest and security obtained by marriage which I think I, I think that's some of Naomi's intentions is we have a near kinsman and I agree with you hundred percent. She loved Ruth. I mean, she, there's, there's a genuine love between, you know, between each of them for, for one another. And so she's kind of setting all of this in motion. So some time has passed. She sees, okay, the, I mean, uh, the Lord is blessed above what I ever could have thought certainly could have expected. And, and so it's time now to let's set this in motion. So I, so I really like that. Um, so in verse two, Naomi says, okay, he's going to win with barley tonight in the threshing floor. I was reading just some uh, just history about, you know, cause I don't know much about threshing barley. Really? Um, <laughs> no, I don't. So, Actually, I
3: think but, uh,
2: but there were several sources that said that, uh, and even to this day, you know, it still uh, happens in, in various countries that when the master of the house, the landowner, when, when they get to the point where they're actually threshing out the weed or threshing out the barley, the master himself will do much of the winnowing. And 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 he, all the hired laborers will go home, but he will stay there on the threshing room floor, most likely to keep watch over the finished product, you know, yes. and not have yeah. some someone of ill rebuke come and take away the, the finished grain. So she knows... Naomi knows, based on that, that he's going to be there. And I think it's interesting in verse 3, um, you know, I agree, Brother Jerry. you know, get dressed, wear, wear some nice clothes, you know, you know wash yourself and, and go. Isn't and it interesting that Naomi says, but make not thyself known unto the man until he shall have, have done eating and drinking? And there's a couple other places down here. In fact, if you go to verse 7, it says, And when Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of corn, and she came softly. I was like, oh, he's softly. You know, she tiptoed you know, real, real quietly. Certainly it could kind of mean that. But interestingly, the root word of that word softly is secretly. So she came secretly. And Naomi herself is saying, don't make yourself known unto the man. I, and, and I agree with you. There is, all of this is totally above board. There's nothing of ill repute at all in this story, I don't think, no at all. And, and Ruth had the most honest of intentions, so did Naomi, and so does Boaz in my feelings. But you do have reputations, you know, to think about. You do have what things might look like, even though there's a totally honest, uh, uh, you know, intentions. So I I think there is some of this, you know, go in quietly. Don't make yourself known. um, Go in secretly after he's gone to sleep, even after he wakes up and they have the conversation a little bit later in the chapter he says, "Don't tell anybody that a wo- that a woman right. was here." So they're they're trying to maintain integrity, I yes. think, throughout. Right. Um, so, I, so I just found that very interesting. Um, not just integrity, but also think I also feel like it it shows forth once again the humility of Ruth. I, I am just amazed at how humble. This young woman is she's in a strange land, a strange country, but she has taken on the God of Israel as her God. She's taken her in-law as her own family. And, and yes, she's still learning. She's still on this journey of, of learning all the, you know, the law and and, and the word of God. But I think she is just, I think like you use the word faith. She feel, I, it's like when you hear the truth and it, it, it hits that tuning fork and you know, you, it it resonates. I think everything that was happening with Ruth just resonated with what was written in her heart. Mm -hmm. And so she is soaking all this in and now falling in love with this wonderful man. Um, So I, I just love her humility. Um, I find it interesting, Jerry, you kind of mentioned this about Naomi, but, as we know, this is with, with Ruth, it's, you know, she could have gone to Boaz publicly Mm -hmm. and said, you know, you are a near kinsman. (laughs) I mean, she could have,
3: Mm.
2: but I think Naomi and Ruth both are like, you know what? They're just very humble women of God. And it's like, we're not going to make, we're going to, I don't know if I'm saying that very well or not, but I think it shows modesty, humility. Um, so I don't think you would. I don't. Do y'all think Naomi knew there was a nearer kinsman? You would think if it's yeah, yeah I, I mean, She knew. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> she, she says she knows. <clears throat> yeah, she did say it. Okay, yeah.
1: I, I, I didn't.
2: I didn't read that, but okay, I'm sure it's in there. That was in the second chapter. Mm-hmm. See, I missed that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, I read it.
2: I just, I missed the study. And I heard it. Um, all right, I'll go to verse seven and stop. And then, Mike, you got to, you got to. So when Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was merry, he, again, Boaz is above board as well. That The word merry there simply means to be good, to be well, glad, pleasing, uh, to be joyful. So I, I think it's not like we might say, or, or like some might think I, he didn't abuse what God, I think he's thankful for God's bounty. He ate well, he drank, and his heart was happy. I mean, he was satisfied. I'm like that just about every Sunday afternoon after a good old Baptist <laughs> lunch on, you know, uh, a dinner on the ground. I mean, I am merry, <laughs> So I, I think that's that's all that. that means. So I'm going to stop there and, oh, except uncovered his feet. Well, we got to get to that. But that's that's going on. Go ahead, Mike. You sure. Yeah, I got some more, but go ahead and kick in.
0: Well, I, got, I do have a few things. And since it's. I got twenty minutes, <clears throat> so there we go. <clears throat> oh, I gotta leave some time. I guess. Okay. What I what you guys have said about Naomi, about how she's instructing Ruth. What I really see here now is uh, in verse nine. This is well verse eight says that he it came to pass at midnight that the man was afraid was afraid he's startled I guess yeah and I guess I would be too if uh, I'm feeling something down at my feet you know <laughs> what is that yep. it's not it's not it's it's alive and I'm going to go so far as to say this guys You, I, I think this is where I'll be in the minority when it says he was married you know, remember Naomi said wait till after he is uh, he shall have done eating and drinking uh, now he was not inebriated I'm not saying that but I'm saying this he was content yep
2: absolutely
0: you know hard head, I mean. hard he had a big day of busy day and now he's had his supper he's had his wine and he's ready for bed he's he's happy you I mean he's he's mellowed out and all that <clears throat> uh, but may I just say this <clears throat> when we get to this verse eight nine. Boaz says, "Who art thou?" I mean, he's he's kind of startled. I mm-hmm. would be. I mean, if somebody wakes me up in the middle of the night, it's midnight, I'm not the I'm not the sharpest uh, knife in the <clears throat> or pick in the knife, whatever. So then it says, "He Amen. turned himself, and behold, a woman lay at his feet." Huh? <laughs> even in that day, guys. Even in that day, there. What was acceptable behavior then, of course, would be different than today. But I don't care how acceptable it was. He was caught off guard, to say the yeah. least. Now, mm-hmm. may I say, I think he was happy with what he found. Oh, yeah. And when he, when his senses came to him, he was ecstatic. But he's groggy. He's and, and when he says, a woman lay at his feet. And he said, who art thou? And she said, I am Ruth, thine handmaid. Mm-hmm. Spread mm-hmm. therefore thy skirt over thine handmaid, for thou art a near kinsman, not a nearest kin, kinsman, right. but a near kinsman. A lot is said in that, what Ruth just said. And I like how she kind of takes charge of the matter here. She says, Right now, what I need you to do is to take your skirts yeah. and cover <laughs> me with it. Because if you don't, that means you have just rejected me and th- We don't, I know you don't want that. I know I don't want that because laying at a man's feet. I read this in some Hebrew or Jewish tractate was, uh, was a, was a not so subtle way of telling a man, I would, I wouldn't mind being married to you.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So Boaz is hoping, certainly hoping that he could be married and he's really, he would love to be married to Ruth, but he knows his, the odds of that happening are probably not good because there's a nearer kinsman. And so that's why he hasn't gone to Naomi and and let me make this right. I'll do all these things because he knows he's not the one up in the batter's bar. He's just, the guy at the plate is the nearest kinsman. And we'll find out Mark. I, I know what you're about to say. If we go into the fourth chapter, we'll find some things about the nearest kinsman that is interesting. But <clears throat> when he saw what Ruth did, it was like, uh, I've been praying to get a letter from this girl. And really, you know, <laughs> it was my case and my, my uh, courtship of dear sister Judy. I just love Oh, do you think I would ever get any notice at all? And I think his dream came true. Yeah. I, in the best possible way, in the most startling way. But nevertheless, in a way he would have never, ever planned it happened. And so he goes, oh, oh, of course, of course, of course. And he puts the he puts his uh robe or whatever, the skirts. Now, at the at the threshing floor, Tim, you're right. I that was really good what you said about it. I was found out this it's out in the open. The threshing yeah. floor is not in a barn, That's it's right. out, it's like on the top of the hill where the breeze can get to it because yes. mm-hmm. they throw that grain up in the air and yeah. the wind blows the chaff away. So yeah. he's out there in the in the big open area, in a big open area. And you're right. I think he was the only one there, but still, what what was in his mind is this is in this is public. I mean, even at night. Uh, and yet he's ex, he's ecstatic. He's happy. I, I think he's he's uh, he's uh, still a little woozy. He's uh, he's he's wondering what what what. And Ruth helps him out. What a great helpmeet she already was to Boaz. <laughs> She's kind of like, you know, our dear wives do to us. Now, here's what you need to do. This, 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 and this. <laughs> Not that they're telling us what to do, but if we think about it for half a second, we know, you know what? She's absolutely right. That's exactly <laughs> what I need to do. It's a great story in this
2: way. <clears> True <throat> yeah. husband wife. Okay. Mike, can I read one verse before you move on? Yeah. Did y'all not think of Ezekiel 16 and 8? I
1: was about to bring that up, Tim. Oh, okay. Stop Read
2: it. it then. Read Stop it. it. Stop it. Stop
1: <laughs> it. Right it's so here.
0: beautiful. It's Ezekiel Do 16 and 8. And I have misinterpreted 16 8 because in the light of Ruth. Yep, me too. It's a different thing. Oh, mm-hmm. well, here's what it says in Ezekiel sixteen eight. Now, when I pass by the every primitive Baptist minister worth his salt. <laughs> That's right. We have, we make sure we go to this verse when we're trying to preach on certain bedrock doctrinal things, right? But wait
4: a minute. It's
0: it's actually better than what I think we thought it was. I think so. Yep. Now, when I pass by thee. This is the Lord speaking, right? The Lord is speaking to Jerusalem. Is that who he's speaking to? Uh, now, when I pass by thee and looked upon thee. And think about Boaz. Behold, the time was the time of love. Mm-hmm. And I spread my skirt over thee yes. and covered thy nakedness. Hooray. Yea, I swear unto thee and entered into a covenant with thee, saith the Lord God, and thou becamest mine. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what Boaz is doing? I think that's exactly what Boaz is doing, but the Lord does things better than any of us, of course. Amen. Right? Amen. But in an imperfect way, that's what Boaz is doing. He's, he's right. saying, You've declared yourself to me. Let me declare myself to you. <clears throat> yes. Except in the Ezekiel case, the one that the Lord declares himself to, they're in really bad shape. I mean, really, yeah. really bad shape. Yeah. Uh now, okay, so the next thing I gotta say before I give away, next thing I gotta say is this not in Ezekiel, but in Ruth. He says to her, He says, Now, and he he said, Blessed be thou of the Lord, yeah, my daughter. For thou hast showed more kindness in the latter end than at the beginning. What an interesting statement. I want you, brethren, to go further on that one. Inasmuch as thou followest not young men, whether poor or rich. (coughs) Boaz knows when it comes to uh, suitable suitors, he's way down the list of what a girl, a a young girl of marriageable age would look for. But Ruth and Naomi, but Ruth sought out, Boaz, mm. and he is so delighted, because he's, a, he's compared to the younger man, he's old, and yes, he's rich, but but there were younger men who were as rich that may have been available, and yet, because of the love that was going from breast to breast here, Boaz does something he's not legally entitled to. He's not legally obligated to do. That's what I'm looking Right, right. Ruth asked of Boaz what she sh- what she should have asked of the nearer kinsman.
3: Right,
0: and yet her love motivated her to the right person. Yes, and his love compelled him, constrained him. Gee. The love of Christ constraineth us. Hmm. It constrained him yep. to say. I will make this right. Yep. If I will make it right tomorrow or actually I'll make it right today. Cause it's the next day. Past midnight. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's the new day. I won't stop until I've got this all taken care of. And yeah. then right. what does he do? He gives her how many,
4: how much barley or something Six like that. Measures hey, Mike, before you go down to, to what he to gives her to take home, I think the point you're making is, is go for profound. it. Go, go Jerry. Take it, take it. It's profound. Uh, yep. Yeah. The the statement, Boaz said, blessed be thou of the Lord, my daughter. And then he tells why he he feels that way. But stop and think about just the statement of of Boaz saying to Ruth, may God abundantly bless you. Right. That's not altogether different than what happened in verse 20 of chapter 2, when Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord, yeah. who hath not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead. And Naomi said unto her, The man is near of kin unto us, one of our next kinsmen. It reminded me of something. And you you guys may think I'm, I'm, I'm nuts here, but wouldn't we be do. the first time. <laughs> In Genesis chapter 14, there's an occasion where Abraham is, is coming up from battle. And um, he comes face to face with Melchizedek and Melchizedek pronounces blessing upon Abraham. Yeah. And in the same breath, ascribes blessing unto the most high God.
3: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. When,
4: when we are, when it is our hap, (laughs) (laughs) the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. And may I add for the right reasons. (laughs) Yes. The glory of God. Blessings are pronounced upon us, and in the very same doing of that, the Most High God is praised.
2: Amen. You
4: cannot beat that.
2: Yes, amen. Oh, can I have one more thing that goes along with yes. that, Brother Jerry? Yes. Right, because, yes, Ezekiel 16 and 8 is so beautiful, but here's something else. The word skirt is the same word that's used in Ruth chapter 2. It means wings. wings. Ah, babbles. yes, that's right. So, it, so it also alludes to when uh, Boaz says, you, "You know, again, the blessing upon Ruth because I've seen that it is yet Yahweh Ye, Ye- Ye- is the God of Israel." In whose wings thou hast come to trust, (laughs) and now she's going to Boaz to do the same thing, which leads to what Brother Jerry just said. As I trust in the wings of Boaz, it's also under the wings of God.
4: That's exactly.
2: I love that.
0: My goodness,
2: (laughs) just give me chills. That's (laughs)
0: laughing. Good man. Yeah. Are we still on my time before I go to Mark? Go, go, bite. go. go. go We've interrupted you twice. <laughs> no, that was an interrupting. That was a necessary oh. interjection. I thank you. Thank, oh. you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I like I like the fact. I like how you brought that up. She Boaz Naomi said something about Boaz that Boaz says about
4: Ruth. Yeah.
0: And the more we do by love. The things that we do, the more we are like the source of love, our Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, that's good. good point. And we, uh, you know, these people are doing things that the law said, you don't have to do this.
4: Right. right.
0: You right. don't have to do this. But look what love compelled them to do. Yeah. Uh, but, And I thought about Galatians when it says, against, about the fruit of the Spirit, against such, there is no, there is law. no law. Yeah. You can't mm. beat love, faith which worketh by love. My oh yeah, newest favorite verse. Okay, then he says, uh, "Tarry this night, and it shall be in the morning that it if he will perform unto thee the part of the kinsman." He's being honest. He's saying, "Look, I got to give this guy a legitimate opportunity to do yeah. his to do what he's his, it is his uh, right and, and duty." But if he will not do the part of a kinsman to thee, then will I do the part of a kinsman to thee as the Lord liveth. Lie down until the morning. You know, I I might be wrong in saying this, but to to Boaz, Ruth is already his wife. (laughs) I mean, She is his. But there are some things that need to be done to tie the, you know, tie things up. And she lay at his feet until the morning, and she rose up before one could know another. And he said, let it not be known that a woman came into the floor. Smart. And he said, bring the veil that thou hast upon thee and hold it. And when she held it, he measured six measures of barley and laid it on her, and she went into the city. So what does Boaz do? He put like 12 gallons of grain. That's heavy i don't have the money to give for the dowry but take this take it back to naomi see if this will make her happy (laughs) (laughs) naomi is already going to be happy whether she gets the grain or not yeah but what you cannot do the lord i mean you just can't do it that's a lot of grain yeah it was heavy too she went back light she came back laden with blessings it's like the brothers who left joseph to go back to, to Jacob. Yeah. They came with nothing. They left with their wagons loaded to the to the overflowing. And then finally, it says, <laughs> "Ruth is she is a disruptor of people's sleep." That's all I want to say. <laughs> uh, and when she came to her mother-in-law, she's she said, "Who are you about? Huh? What are you doing here?" And my daughter, and she and Ruth told her all that the man had done to her. Then she said, these six measures of barley gave he me. For he said to me, go not empty into thy mother-in-law. Then said she, this is Naomi, sit still, my daughter. And this is your verse, Mark. This is your verse. Until thou know how the matter will fall, for the man will not be in rest until he have finished the thing this day <laughs> if the Lord is excited don't you think he gets excited I think he does I mean I, I know if he's, he can be pleased by our obedience but I think there there are times when he is so excited of what he sees I mean we're talking about the Son of God <clears throat> but he's also the son of man and he never he always gives more than we give him. And he's more he's not just pleased, but he's thrilled when his children out of love come to him and and put themselves at the feet of the cross. Yeah. And look up into <laughs> his eyes and they see love. <clears throat> okay. Mark, you gotta have something to say.
1: I mean, yeah, you, you spoke That's for 45 dangerous. minutes. It's dangerous to open the floor to me right now. It is. <laughs> <You get> Forty-five <laughs> minutes at the
0: beginning. Whoa. <clears throat> been-
4: Lord <clears throat> bless you, brother Bart. Tell us what you got.
0: So make this your quick. closing comments. We'll start with you closing comments. Okay. Okay. Fair enough.
1: So, real quick, uh, with regard to how how Ruth uh, approached Boaz and the care that was taken for the situation involved, I think goes that goes back to the things being done, uh, decently. Well, Paul says in, in first Corinthians 14, let all things be done decently and in an order and mm-hmm. order. And I, and I think that there, there was a concern, nothing, you know, happened that was, that shouldn't have happened. But the, I think the love that Boaz had for Ruth, he wanted to make sure because he said it's known that thou art a virtuous woman, Yes, that you, you are a good person. So yes. I think that, that whole decency aspect of that is what's in yeah. play there. Uh brother Mike, you brought up some great points that I hadn't really thought of when you know he woke her up, he was startled. Um, but when you said when he really re- when he realized who it was, how happy he had to be. And I was thinking of the heart, you know, the the, <laughs> the heart, Boaz's heart, like it's Ruth, it's Ruth, you know uh because he knows that there was different ways that that could have gone. Yes, yes. Um but then you got so Tim got your Ezekiel 16 verse and you got my Galatians chapter 5 verse. I sit here rolling that verse in my mind. Uh it's your it is one of your favorite verses. Obviously, I think it's one of all of our favorite verses, but when Paul says for in Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision but faith with which worketh, worketh which worketh by, by love. By love. And I think if you bear that in mind through the mm-hmm. entirety you'll see that proven in the book of Ruth time and again. Faith worketh by love. by love. It's a continual thing that happens in the book of Ruth. When we get down to this third chapter, it is the epitome of faith working by love. Now Ruth is moving Oh my goodness. Oh. So Ruth is moving in the second chapter. Ruth is moving by faith, right? And I would say that there was an there's an aspect of love, but it ties back more so to Naomi than anybody else. Right. Her movement right. of faith by love in chapter two. Was for Naomi. Now, did you notice the difference in the in chapter two, verse two, and chapter three, verse one? Uh, the difference in Naomi. In chapter two, Ruth says, "I'm going to go out and glean," and all Naomi says is, "Go, go, yeah, yep." But yep. in chapter three. Naomi says, now, listen up. Here's what we're going (laughs) to do. Naomi didn't do wedding planning. She did engagement (laughs) planning, right? She (laughs) she was making sure everything was set up here. So there's a transition from chapter two to chapter three. Faith worketh by love in chapter two. I submit to you that faith was working by love in chapter one when (laughs) Ruth refused to go back
2: there. Oh, absolutely.
1: Right. And then in chapter two. She went out. I think it was motivated by love of Naomi. But in chapter three, the real love sets in. And I'm not discounting anything about the love between a mother and a daughter or daughter-in-law. But the real love sets in the love between a husband and his bride. Hmm. And her faith that worketh by love in chapter three it has an impact on boaz and you know what happens in chapter 4 faith is still working by love but now boaz is yeah. the one exercising his faith and that work is by love for ruth yeah boaz was like you know yeehaw on you know on the threshing <laughs> floor ruth loves me she she wants to be my bride now i've got to i got to take care of this this last little piece of business very critical because it can go one way or the other right but boaz now he's he's got that love moving him brothers and sisters when our faith worketh by love when that love is what moves us into that action the experience uh that we gain in that is immeasurable compared Mm -hmm. to anything in this world yeah that we like i think uh uh, I don't know who said it doesn't matter, but how the Lord is, is feels excitement for his right. bride. I think we oftentimes have that same excitement for our husband, especially when we see him through the lattice mm-hmm. work. Right. Mm-hmm. When we behold just glimpses and, and pieces of, uh, of images of him uh, and our faith is just welling up in us and, our, and the love of God wells up, wells up in us. It is immeasurable of, to anything in this life. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> when we esteem other better than ourselves, that faith works by love. And oh my goodness, we start having experiences like Ruth and Boaz. Do we not? Yes. Uh, wow. 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 Okay. Zip. I gotta. I gotta stop. No, take my time,
0: Mark. Keep preaching. Go. <laughs> oh, no. so Jerry, I want to do you the biggest favor I've ever done you. I'm going to let Brother Tim go next. <laughs> 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 Closing thoughts, Brother Tim.
2: Oh, Brother Mark. Alex, amen. And and yeah. I, I think you did say this, but I, I got to reiterate to my, reiterate. myself. That 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 faith that worketh by love, that moves God to action, right? Isn't that what you're saying? Yeah. Just like loose yeah. yeah. love motivates Boaz to action. It yeah. moves God to action and, and blessing. Oh, that's good. Four really quick things. I, I just, I wasn't even going to mention this, but it's it's interesting. When, when, uh, verse eight, and it came to pass at midnight that the man was afraid and turned himself, and behold, a woman lay at his feet. <laughs> I agree with my, yeah, he was startled that yeah. that word afraid there is the same word that, um, uh, Isaac uses at the blessing of, of Jacob. So, you know, Jacob, the supplant of God, we, we know the story. He gets the blessing, and then Esau comes in and says, hey, Dad, here's, here's the venison. <laughs> and it says, um, where would where, ah, it go? Um, and Isaac trembled. <laughs> very exceedingly and said, who? You know, <laughs> that's It's the same word, that word of phrase. That's, so that's good. I, I like that. that. That's so good. He wakes up and he's like, who? Who is it? I, I just find that kind of humorous. And anyway. like, all right, verse 11. It's a great story. And now my daughter, fear not, I will do all that thou requires. For all the city of my people doth know that thou art a virtuous woman. Is there any doubt at this point, that the whole city knows that Ruth yep. is a very virtuous, even though she's from Moab. Yep, yes, she's yep. yeah. a shocker, shockers, <clears throat> And
0: then verse
2: sixteen, um, Naomi's. You know, she comes to her mother-in-law, and 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 now Naomi's saying, "Who art thou, my daughter?" Which she knew. I mean, she said daughter, so she knows it's Ruth. I, I think, if I can use. Modern vernacular. Since Brother Mark has already done this, I think Naomi sees Ruth coming. It's like, how'd it go? <laughs> like, are you engaged? I, I think that's what she's asking. It's like, tell me, tell me, give, give me a first to last. As uh, my brother used like, I want to know everything. Tell me everything. Tell me everything. Are, are you engaged? So, and she even said, or you know, and she told her all that the man had done to her. I'm sorry, I'm going out of focus. And then verse 18. I, see, Brother Mark told me, he said, I, gotta, I can't have this autofocusing because I moved too much. So I got to get a different camera. Then she said, sit still, my daughter. I, I can't help but think about, you know, uh, Moses at the stand Red still. Sea. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, in, in fact, I had forgotten this part because I, all, all I remember is stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. But it actually says, Moses said unto the people, fear ye not. Right. Stand still and see the salvation of the yeah. Lord. Isn't that what Boaz told her? Fear not, yeah. right? Ruth. Mm-hmm. Just fear not. I'm, I'm going to take care of this. And then I think I think Naomi is saying almost the same thing. Just don't, don't, don't worry. There's no occasion for restless anxiety at this point. You just need to sit and wait. To see how the matter is going to fall, you know. Perfect. How, how, what's the result? However, even though Naomi is saying, you know, don't be anxious, don't don't, you know, there's, you, you just got to sit still, quietly wait. But don't you know, Ruth's on pins and needles? It's like I can't wait to hear. Uh, I feel like she she probably is. So
1: Naomi, uh, maybe even more so, brother. Tim, and Naomi, maybe know.
2: more so. Yeah, you know, that's right. That's right. Um, I think that's
4: it. Brother Jerry, do you have a closing thought now? I just want to hear what Mark had to say again. (laughs) I'm still, still, I mean, it tastes so good in my mouth. (laughs) Lord bless you, brother. Um, Closing thoughts. There's some really interesting things for us to, to consider as we're now making ready to turn page and go into chapter 4 verse 13 says very specifically uh Boaz uh, speaking um tarry this night and it shall be uh, and it shall be in the morning that if he will perform unto thee the part of a kinsman well let him do the part of a kinsman etc cetera, etc cetera, unto thee speaking to Ruth unto thee uh we're going to find out in chapter 4 Mm-hmm. Um, some issues with the nearer kinsman. That's
2: right.
4: And he was quite willing up to a certain point. Right. And, and that then only something so. changed for him. Yeah. yeah. And Boaz knew it. <laughs> so did Naomi. Boaz, as was read already tonight, Boaz's face was set. Like a (laughs) foot, yeah, yeah. He was moved by love, not greed, not yeah. There you go. There you go. Unto thee, the part of a kinsman. That's a very important, very important point. I believe. Yeah. Then verse sixteen, and I agree with you, brother Tim. Who art thou, my daughter? She knew it was Ruth. Um, It's interesting. She says, "Who art thou?" Not who's there, or anything on that order. Um, I I also agree, Brother Tim, that that she's saying. How do you find yourself now? Right, right. Uh, it, it reminds me of something all the way on the other end of the spectrum, really on the negative side of the things. Uh, the voice of God came unto Adam said, "Where yeah. art thou? Do you think he would where Adam was? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No. Either. Where do you find yourself now, Adam? Yeah." You know, in our life, and Brother Mark, in your preaching that sermonette right there in those few minutes, um, it caused me to remind myself how necessary it is to take inventory mm. of my blessings. Mm. Mm. Where do I find myself now? We are so abundantly blessed. So abundantly blessed. Um, And those blessings never diminish and they never run out. I turn away from them from time to time. So when I do, brothers, I want you to do me a favor and say uh, to me, who art thou, my brother? (laughs) Who art thou? All that we would do that for one another. You know, we talk about revival all the time. That question will bring revival.
2: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's wow. Bring revival.
4: Uh, lastly, the last thing I want to say, and then Mike, you take it and run. Uh, in verse 18, um, Naomi did not tell Ruth that the man would not be at rest. He said that the man would be in rest. There's a difference.
0: Oh, That's good. I, seen that. I have
4: been at rest, and then I have been fatigued. And Mm. then I have been at rest again. But right now, I feel to be in rest. Mm. Wow. That's good. Oaz was going to be in rest. Yeah. What a great study, guys.
2: And he's not going to quit until he is. Nope. That's right. That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Brother Jerry, I forgot my favorite verse. I'm sorry. Last thing I promised. Luke 17 and 50 for I have a baptism to be baptized with and how I am strengthened oh, until it be accomplished. Yeah, that's, good. That's, that's Boaz. Sure. That's our Lord. I'll shut
0: it. You sure you're done? I'm done. Well, I'm done. wonderful, wonderful study tonight, bro. I mean, unless I'm very much deceived, it was a wonderful study oh, tonight. Man. I wouldn't trade anything for it <clears throat> now let me let me in closing. let me just ask our kind viewers to think along with us who is this all happening to what condition was she in at one at when the book starts out you know after her father-in-law dies after her husband and brother-in-law died would you say that ruth was at the very lowest ebb of her existence at that point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean her sister-in-law was at the same point. <clears throat> she made the common sense move. The logical yeah, decision. Yeah, sure. yep. uh, what changed for Ruth and why didn't it go good for the other for her sister-in-law for Orpah? It's because not because Orpah did the logical thing. It's because Ruth did the good thing. Mm. <laughs> She loved her mother-in-law with all her heart. You're right with Mark. Faith which worketh by love. It starts with little bitty Ruth. Mm. And that little bitty girl, I don't know how tall she was, but she was a She was She was a nobody. She was a nothing. She was less than nothing. And she's in the worst situation possible. She doesn't... doesn't want to go back to her natural people. She wants to stay with this woman. We would say she took a big risk. She really yep. did. She took a big risk. That's what we would say. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Ruth looked at it as a risk. I don't either. I don't either. Mm-hmm. Her love for her mother-in-law overwhelmed any any sense of risk or any sense of what have I just done? That's what love will do for a person. That's what love does to us when we really do love. Where was this little girl when they left Moab with barely shoes on their feet and clothes on the back? They make it all the way back to the Bethlehem area. She doesn't know anybody. As a matter of fact, she knows probably that the people there are prejudiced against her because she's a Moabitess. But does she care? Why doesn't she? She should, shouldn't she? No. She loved her mother-in-law. Right. Yeah, right. she loved that woman, and that love <clears throat> took this woman Naomi from a point where she had not lost her hope. Okay. Ruth says, "I, I I'm going to go out and and gather in the sheep," and she goes, "Go, my daughter." And when she comes back with all that produce, <laughs> guess what happens to Naomi? Little hope. That that hope, that faith that seemed dead was just still glowing. Yep. But that's all it takes, brethren. Just a yeah.
3: little
0: ember of faith. <laughs> blow on that ember. for the spirit of God to blow on it. And you know yeah. how the spirit of God works? Through love. <clears throat> and now and now Naomi's excited. And yeah. now she's thinking. Now she's no longer saying, What was me? She's thinking, hey, I yep. see light. Like at the yeah. end of this time, yep. And from such humble origins for this little no name, or no nobody, we will ultimately get the great King David, yep. and then the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah. Now we're in the good part of Ruth. We're about to get in, in even the better part of Ruth. It's <laughs> easy to forget where Ruth was. Yeah. But I'm telling you, dear friend, if you're out there and you are come upon hard times, do what Ruth did. Yeah. Go back to the land of Cain. Yeah. Go back to Bethlehem. Yeah. And put your trust in a providential God. Amen. And you'll find yourself like brother Jerry says in the right place and the right person Doing the right thing for the right reason, yeah. And look what happens to Ruth. Do you think it only happened to Ruth just so it can say good for you, Ruth? No, that story we, that we through patience and comfort of the scripture. Yes. Yeah. Have hope. Yeah. Ruth gives me hope. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, she didn't implant the spirit in me, but she helped my hope come like she did for. Her right. Yeah. That's that Boy yep. is a man on a mission. Yes, he <laughs> is. yes he is. This evil yes. young girl loves me. <laughs> Lovely old me,
2: and I mean, yeah. the <laughs> <OLD>.
0: <laughs> You know, when it comes right down to it, money, don't mean a thing, does it, bro? No,
2: oh, that's right. No, oh, that's right. It's love. Wow. Yeah, yeah.
0: There
2: wow.
1: Right.
0: Wow. Uh, Mark, do you have any more closing thoughts? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, like Brethren, thank you, the three of oh. you, for such wonderful, oh. wonderful thoughts. And I hope the people listening and those who will listen will feel the same way, that it was worth the time yes. to yes. listen and to pay attention and then meditate on these things and go to your Bible. Yep. And do your yes. Show. Yes. Okay. Next Wednesday, we will meet. And guess what? The We're fourth there. Fourth chapter. to the fourth, fourth chapter. chapter. <laughs> Tim, get ready. We're going to be calling on you to do all of the talking next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but <not. laughs> I'm yeah. so thankful for you three tonight. I thank you, brother. Uh, since we're thankful, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Brother Jerry. Close all us right.
4: out. All right. Merciful and righteous Heavenly Father. Lord, how do we thank Thee as we ought for these opportunities that we have to attend unto thy word, Lord. If not deceived in our heart, we have felt thy spirit around Mm -hmm. about us as we've tried to consider thy word, Lord. And we're so thankful for the things that we have heard and and Father, thankful for the things we have felt in our heart uh, this evening. We pray, Lord, that you would just season the word spoken this evening with thy grace that the those that would uh, hear this this broadcast, Lord, that they would feel thy presence in that which was spoken. And Lord, I trust that we all will be careful to give thee all the honor, all the praise, and all the glory for its justly due unto thee. Lord, forgive us of our sins. Overlook our imperfections. We confess unto thee that they are many. And Lord, we just plead the blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and that you would look down upon us in mercy. Lord, be with those that are going through difficult times in their life, the sick and the afflicted. It seems there's so many around about us struggling to a nearness unto thee and bless them as it seems good in thy sight. Once again, Lord, just uh, dismiss us from this time uh, thank, with thankful hearts. We, we thank thee for the blessings of this last hour. And we just ask that you would continue to go with us in the coming days of this week. These favors and blessings we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
1: Amen, amen. amen. Say good, here. good night, good night, everybody. <laughs>